Hello, welcome to Rivers Church of Christ podcast. My name's Tim Neal, and we're taking some time to interview some different people, um, part of our church here at Rivers, and their experience with slowing down and um, unhurrying. Uh, we're doing a teaching series at the moment called Unhurry, Slowing Down to Be Present to God and Each Other. And I thought we'd take some time just to hear um, how practices of slowing and, and spiritual practices of taking time away with God have um, impacted people's lives and would have been the, the challenges and the, and the blessings and the, the journey with that. Um, as a part of this, I was really privileged to interview Sue Ellis and um, you're going to hear her story today, which is a powerful story of her journey with God um, and journey with engaging with spiritual practices as a way to go deeper with the Lord. Um, so she has an amazing testimony, amazing story, and it was so great to be able to hear from her and really hope that this is a great blessing to you as you hear today. Uh, so enjoy. Cool. Welcome along, Sue. Thanks for coming in for an interview today. Thanks, Tim. It's actually really great to be here. Yeah. Thanks for this opportunity. No worries. No, it's really great. Um, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know you, could you just share a little bit about yourself um, just to start with? Yeah, sure. So yeah, my name's Sue and I'm a mum of four adult children. Emily here, our family pastor, being my oldest daughter, um, but got two other uh, boys, um, who one's in Melbourne with his family and the other in Perth, and then um, the youngest, Beck, who lives with us, and we now live in Caboolture, yeah. having moved across. So now I'll be a far more regular attendee at Rivers Church of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's awesome. That's great, Caboolture. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so we're sort of doing this series on unhurrying and, and just slowing down to be present to God. And um, yeah, just know that you've been on a journey of, of engaging with spiritual practices and, and spiritual formation and, and the set practice of slowing down. And yeah, can you just sort of tell us what, what sort of led you into that into that journey? Yeah, sure. So probably like to start with um, even my coming to faith as a teenager and um, in an evangelical Baptist church. Um, my family weren't active um, churchgoers, but had a, a belief in God. Um, but I really found Jesus in attending this church and um, think like the nature of, of the day was um, when you became a Christian, you were encouraged to have a, a quiet time every day, um, maybe reading some scripture with a devotional um, to help, a bit of prayer and then go to a Bible study maybe once a week or um, I certainly go to church each week. And, you know, that was the, the rhythm and it was really a one fit for everybody. That was what was just the formula of, um, of how to walk with God. And I didn't actually explore any other um, spiritual disciplines or rhythms until much later in my life. And uh, But I will say that a verse that actually really resonated with me from my early years was Jeremiah 29 13 and it says you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and that really resonated with me because it spoke deeply to me about um, the relationship that we can have with God but it's in seeking him with all of our heart and um, and we will find him no matter the circumstances no matter 
what is going on if with our whole heart we, we look for him, we will find him. That's his promise to us. That has actually uh, sat with me through all the years since. Um, but And there's been some pretty challenging um, events over the years. And I suppose like uh, many people, I would have um, my routine of, of doing a quiet time, pretty basic and um, and uh, basic prayer time and then when crisis hits you sort of frantically praying and you're trying to find the right words and trying to find your way even to the presence of God and you question where are you God in the thick of this crisis and um, go through that whole uh, you know real struggle that can be emotional physical and spiritual and um, I think it's just in these later years and it's because I was doing some study with um, ACOM, which is the Church of Christ Bible College in Australia. And I was invited to do a course in spiritual formation. That was towards the end of 2018. And it actually really particularly opened my eyes to so many other spiritual practices or um, yeah, just rhythms that we can introduce into our our lives to actually enrich our walk with God, to help us go deeper with him and to know his presence in the reality of our day to day. So I was invited to do that study uh, towards the end of 2018 with it commencing in 2019. And look, all I can say is it was like God ordained timing for what was about to happen in the next two years. Um, I was walking in this course with a cohort of wonderful people who we really did life together, walking in spiritual formation together as well as individually. But we really shared each other's stories and um, it was an incredible time of actually understanding how much deeper we can go with God if we uh, just bring in extra practices that allow that to happen. So yeah, so that was the journey um, to, I suppose more recent times um, so going on from there I was immersed in that that study and I was exploring things like for instance solitude and silence and just sitting with God and that's actually really hard when you're in the busyness of a crazy busy work and at the time I was the manager of a Christian campsite and Life was nuts. It was just go, 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 go. I really was quite a Martha, I think, in many ways of just doing so much for God, but struggling to find the time to be Mary at the feet of Jesus and just listening for his voice. And it was just such great timing that um, to, to bring that um, spiritual practice in and that I had to be able to have the, the self-discipline to put that busyness aside and make time for God first and foremost and have a rhythm to that where I could sit with him, talk with him and just sit and listen for his voice. And um, I particularly found that powerful out in nature and being on a ranch or a farm, it was very easy to find a quiet spot where you could do that or just go for a walk and just take in the beauty of nature, but but be listening to God in that space. So that became really precious to me in that time. Um, it was still tricky because we had a really crazy season of just really big things happening. Um, my younger daughter, Beck, was in hospital for five weeks and right across our summer camps, which was really um, challenging to 
be number one there for her, but to also make sure everything was going okay with the camps. Um, she only got home from hospital for two days and we had the um, uh, Victorian bushfires come down around the ranch and we were facing a firestorm and all the craziness that went with that, evacuating everyone and the horses and everything that was involved. Um, in the thick of all of that period of time as well, um, I'd had some pretty um, traumatic children who I had to do some, uh, I should say, traumatised children who had... Um, shared their stories and it resulted in me having to do some mandatory reports and that was quite stressful as well and to see their pain and their suffering and in all of that um, it was a really challenging time not easy to find those spaces but it was my lifeblood to spend the time at the feet of Jesus just pouring it all out before him so it was incredibly challenging to try and find that space in that busyness, in that craziness, but um, by the same token, um, it cemented something in me that that had to be first, that had to be my go-to of spending time at the feet of Jesus first and foremost to make sense of anything else. Um, yeah, and it was just after that period of time that um, my husband walked out of our marriage and um, well, I don't really want to go into too much detail around that. It's part of history now. Um, there was uh, betrayal. There was abandonment involved in that. And the result of that was for me a soul that just broke open and bled out. And I was very heartbroken. Um, yeah, it was a very, very, very tough season uh, to walk through that one. But already because I had cemented some of those uh, spiritual practices, they were my automatic go-to and I could come to the feet of Jesus and cry my heart out before him. In my despair, in my just not understanding what was happening, um, why it was happening, um, it was just my go-to. And he met me in that place and was my comfort and my strength. And in that period of time and over that next few months, um, he was my constant go-to and he forged a whole new way forward for me that he gradually revealed. But part of it was actually coming to Queensland and to work with Churches of Christ Queensland as um, a regional engagement partner. And that was that has been just such a, a special, special time with the people that I've been working with and my church community at Harvey Bay just welcomed me with open arms, with unconditional love, and it became my new home. And it's been really a very, very precious time uh, of God opening those doors and just piece by piece, um, just providing for me in every way possible, but showing me piece by piece that journey. And I have no doubt that if I wasn't walking in that deep, relationship with him that I could have missed any part of that um, it was only because I was constantly at the feet of Jesus um, praying talking with him listening for his voice that those things became obvious and apparent and in the way that they do when doors open and other doors shut so that was really precious time it really yeah. was yeah 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 so it's, it's like um yeah you're saying to me when you're sharing on the weekend as well, like you you already had a rhythm of, of yep. practice um, of solitude and silence and, and slowing down and being present. And then 
that was like really what you held on to through, through the struggle and, yep. and was like a almost like a structure that god could meet you with yeah um yeah yeah and then you yes yeah, so, and then that's been in recent days as well yeah, yeah. that's right because so yeah. the story continues yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it's it has become my um my go-to day in day out is practicing the presence of god by being still by being quiet i can move into that that state of just meditating in him so quickly now and um, i still love to read scripture and just sit in contemplation over scripture um, there's a few different uh, ways you can look at scripture as well, um, which I'm sure will be mentioned along the way in some of the sermons. But um, Ignatian contemplation is one that's actually really um, changed the way I, I look at scripture sometimes, especially gospel stories. And it's where you actually put yourself in the story and imagine what it would be like to be inside that story. Imagine the characters and how they felt and what they experienced and then the impact that Jesus had inside that story. So, And I think for me, Martha, Mary, Lazarus story, I can resonate with each one of those characters in different ways um, and found myself being very much the Martha person. <laughs> who Jesus looks into her eyes and says, Martha, Martha, you worry about so much. And he sees her, he sees her heart, and he encourages her to a better way. And I just so felt Jesus saying that to me. I see all the things you worry and stress about, but just come into my presence and walk with me and you are safe. And it's just incredible and beautiful. And so it's the, the merging into becoming the Mary. But I suppose the Lazarus story, too, is um, one that's become a little more <laughs> real to me more recently um, in that um, I was in Harvey Bay and working my job, loving it, loving my life there, loving the community of people I was immersed with. And, um, and then in October last year, I just started to notice I was becoming um, quite tired and not quite sure what that was about and breathless at times and um, eventually I took myself off to the doctor and found out I was anemic quite anemic and I thought well that explains that that's great for my doctor to say uh, there has to be a reason why you're that anemic and some of these blood tests are indicating it could be cancer and that was just uh, absolute how do you even explain what that's like to just um, that shock of you really like really this whole journey is all about to change all again and not really knowing for sure though what it involved at that point but within the next few days as I had scans done and a few other tests it became obvious that it uh, was a stage four cancer that it was in I had tumors in my bowel but in my liver in my adrenal gland in my pelvic bone and three small tumors in my left lung so it was a very terrible diagnosis and at that point I was actually had become quite ill very quickly and was in hospital in Harvey Bay and initially their prognosis was that I'd be gone by Christmas and um, what a horrendous shock for my kids and for us and you know it was really tough time but I've got to say that in that time my go-to, my go-to was on my knees before the throne of God. And 
You know what, Tim? Like I, I didn't ask for healing. I just surrendered. I just gave everything that I am, my life, how many days I had left to him and asked him to help me to walk whatever the journey was, whatever his will would be, whatever his purposes were, that I would walk it well with him. And, and my heart cry was that I would leave a legacy of faith for my kids. Um, I prayed for them because this was huge and it was so quick and so sudden and for them to even try and get their heads around it was, was enormous. But um, it became apparent when I got to Brisbane and saw specialists here that the prognosis wasn't quite that bad, that I did need a couple of blood transfusions and an iron infusion, a few different things to help me. But they gave it more like a six-month um, prognosis and of course starting treatment to see if they could buy more time um, I've got to say that during that time when it was still seemed a pretty awful prognosis um, initially my my heart just longed for my husband to be there to walk with me as um, our vows of death to us part and in sickness and in health you know I really struggled that he was not there to walk with me um, but that was replaced when I completely surrendered to God everything that I am um, with his incredible peace and his incredible comfort. And that longing left me and I just rested with my God and trusted him for every single day that I had. Um, at Christmas, it got even worse <laughs> there because the main chemo drug that I was on, I had a anaphylactic reaction to and um, I thought I was actually going to pass right there and then and it was pretty awful but um, I didn't it wasn't my time and um, but my oncologist told me later on that at that point he felt that I had very little time left um, without that main chemo drug so um, the prognosis was still very awful and you know what suddenly things just started to turn around and I had um, some scans done in January um, because of an infection that I'd got and they just did some scans earlier than they'd intended. But those scans showed that every single tumour in my body was either dead or dying. And they said to me, they could not explain this, why, um, why this outcome at the very best medical outcome they could offer would have been if six more months of the chemo that I was supposed to be on might see a result like this at the best possible outcome. So mid-year, they might see a result like this. But it was happening in January and they couldn't believe it and they couldn't explain it. And from there... Um, it opened the door for me to have major surgery to remove the primary cancer. And then every the prognosis completely changed. I went through that surgery. My oncologist thought I would never be able to survive it because I wasn't well enough. But I went through it and out the other side and recovered at a rate nobody expected possible, but I did. <laughs> and... Um, and the prognosis then, uh, well, I've just got to say my specialists have given up trying to put a time frame on this now because they're now saying that um, years plus because they can't and they can't explain why. <laughs> but 
um, but they've been able to remove the primary, so that is a really big step forward. And the rest of them are now so small, um, and some of them they can't even see on the scans anymore. So, so I'll have more scans done in June. Um, I've just got to say, though, that God has done something extraordinary in me through that whole journey. And because I have those spiritual rhythms that are my automatic go-to, my spending time in the presence of God and resting with him, because I've learned how to put busyness aside and just sit with him, I hear those those promises that that verse in Psalm 25:14 there is a private place reserved for the for the devoted lovers of Yahweh where they sit near him and receive the revelation the secrets of his promises you know that has resonated with me over and over and over again as he's given me comfort as he's given me peace as he's shown his almighty hand over my life and over my body in the healing that he is doing Um, but within that there's an even deeper healing that he has done in my soul and in my broken heart and that he's freed me from that horrible weight that um, of that betrayal and that um, rejection and, and abandonment that I'd felt he's lifted that right off me in this whole journey because I've walked the I've walked in the valley of the shadow of death and I've walked with him in that place and his deep met with my deep in the deepest part of my heart and soul and spirit he met me there and he's done an incredible healing within me so a lot of that emotional pain um, at such a deep level has lifted right off me and has been gone now for many many weeks and I'm so grateful to God for that that I am at peace in that place and but he's doing this whole body, whole mind, whole spirit. <laughs> like he's, he's doing all of it. And um, I don't know what the future holds, but I will walk it with him. And I'll walk it in that place of, of walking deeply with him in his presence and trust him for every single day. So I don't know what the future holds, um, as none of us do. <laughs> but... Um, but um, yeah, be interested to see what the next round of scans show in June. I am incredibly well, and I'm now far more well than I was back in October before I was diagnosed. A lot stronger, a lot healthier, and just nowhere near so tired. Um, I'm still on a basic level of chemo, um, but I don't even have any real significant side effects to that. And um, we'll see what the scans in June bring, but I trust God for whatever the journey is in the days ahead. I trust him and I'm so grateful that he called me into spiritual formation study. He called me into a study cohort, a group of people who have walked with me and supported me and we've journeyed together as we've shared stories. Um, It's been a precious time of going deeper with him, even though it's been perhaps the most traumatic couple of years of my life in some ways in other ways it's full of his provision full of his peace full of his comfort full of his strength so yeah stay tuned for the next chapter (laughs) yeah wow thanks so much see no that's an amazing testimony and yeah i suppose yeah testimony of of the power of spiritual formation and and just sitting with god and yeah, even as we've been looking at like Jesus' invitation to come 
come to him and find rest for your soul and mm. yeah, you're talking about physical healing but you're talking about soul healing and mm. emotional healing and yeah, yeah that's just amazing yep. yeah yeah. It's been an extraordinary journey. <laughs> my specialists say to me, this is rare and extraordinary. They don't see this normally, my physical healing. Mm. Um, but I've got to say what has happened within me is far more extraordinary and profound and it is simply God mm. and his goodness over me. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, praise God. That's awesome. Um, yeah, just thinking maybe, um, yeah, this might be people listening to this um, who are really new to spiritual formation or, or perhaps mm. even in a real trial at the moment. And, um, yeah. yeah, just wondering if you could just pray a prayer, um, sure. just over anyone listening, um, yeah, to this and just, just to multiply what God's done in you to, to them yeah. as well. No, yeah. that's fine. Perhaps just before I do that, I just also want to just say that the spiritual formation is the part we play in this relationship with our living God. It's the disciplines or the rhythms or the practices that we put into place to reach out to him, to, to seek him with all of our hearts. His transformation comes to us in the form of his Holy Spirit, then meeting with our spirits and changing us and transforming us and meeting us in those deep places. And so the formation is the journey to meeting with God to be transformed in his Holy Spirit. And that is just the beautiful blessing he's, he's bestowed over me. And I will pray that that will be the journey for, for anyone here who's just seeking God in that deeper place. So I'll just pray now. Almighty God, we come before your throne and we just cry out, Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. You are all-powerful, all-seeing. You love us and you know us in the deepest parts of who we are. You know us and you still love us. <laughs> Thank you that Jesus came. Thank you that he came to save us. Thank you that we can enter into this relationship with you and, and learn how to be in the presence of God, to walk that journey of being in the presence of God where we can be transformed by your Holy Spirit. And for anyone who's listening and who's longing for that, Lord, I pray that your almighty hand will reach out through the power of your Holy Spirit and touch them in the deepest place of their hearts where they're crying out for you. Lord, I just pray that you will be so real and a strength and a comfort to them. You will bless them and keep them and help them on this journey of life. May they see your light in the darkness and hold on and go deeper and deeper with you. Lord, I just thank you for the blessings you pour out over us and just thank you for this opportunity to share today. And uh, yeah, just ask that you be with all of us as we journey with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.